Thanks for tuning in to the Curator's Cup Podcast, a podcast where creators tell their stories. This podcast is made possible by Timbrook Coffee Group. From the coffee professional to the coffee lover, find out how Timbrook Coffee Group can help you make better coffee. Welcome back to the barn for another episode of the Curator's Cup Podcast. Today I sit down with a storyteller by the name of Christian Spinella. Christian is a part of a Dungeons and Dragons podcast from afar, where four friends are creating stories with each other collaboratively. Early on in my conversation with Christian, he mentioned that if I start asking him about his podcast, I might not be able to get him to stop talking, which is exactly what I was hoping for. Over the course of our conversation, we talk about how creating helps us wrestle with things going on in our internal world. We talk about how telling a story actually helps us engage the creative parts of our mind. We talk about how to create stories as a collaborative effort. And we also talk about how telling stories in a group actually builds trust and companionship. With that, let's dive right into my conversation with Christian. I'm, I'm a creative. I like doing a lot of different stuff, kind of jack of all trades, have constantly sort of dipped my toes into different stuff throughout life. So I just, I, I like doing new things, trying new things, but kind of like collaborating and creating different things, whether that's photography, videography, uh, podcasting, which is a big, big thing for me right now. What do you mean by collaboratively creating? Collaboratively creating. Um, I guess I'll use... The example of uh, the podcast right now, uh, I make a podcast with three of my closest friends. It's a Dungeons and Dragons, TT, RPG, actual play, role playing, blah, 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 blah. It's It's got like a whole long name for like the, the style of it, but it's essentially tabletop role playing games are used as a vehicle for storytelling. It also allows for storytelling in a unique way because it's all collaborative for anyone that's ever played dungeons and dragons you know that it's a group effort there's the the dungeon master who essentially acts as the narrator for the story and they kind of have the vision of the story that they're wanting to tell but they aren't totally in control it's not just like them reading a book to everyone they also have the other people who are the players and they play different characters that they make and they essentially use these characters combined with the story that the DM is sort of like narrating and taking them through. And it becomes this sort of improv collaborative storytelling venture where no one exactly knows what's going to happen in a session, but through just improvisation and uh, the different circumstances and theater of the mind stuff that happens, everyone sort of like gets to collaboratively piece this story together. I, I kind of describe it, D&D is just like an imagination game. It's it's not like a board game because a lot of people are like, oh, like what about all the pieces or how do you win? It really is just like an imagination game. You have like a piece of paper that has some like numbers on it that help you, you know, in, in terms of like following the the rules or the guidelines. But at its core, it's a role-playing storytelling uh, vehicle. So it's kind of like reading a book, but you're also writing the book with your friends while you're reading the book. Has your guys' ability to tell a story together evolved over the course of playing this game together? Yeah, actually, interestingly enough, the guys I'm doing this with, so it's me, uh, my friend Goodval Maxson, another friend Andy Tilstra, 
And then another friend, David Tilstra, who uh, is Andy Tilstra's older brother. We all have known each other for a long, long time. But so like we have this history of like already being comfortable performing with each other. Um, So then when we sort of like all decided like, yeah, let's do a podcast together. We were (laughs) we were like it was it's a new venture. It's still like improv. So it's familiar. And like our dynamic is already so ingrained that. Uh, one of the things that people who are new to listening to us say is, is like, oh, there's all you can tell there's chemistry there. And it's like, yeah, because we've all been, you know, best friends for however many years. So that part makes it a little bit easier. But there's always that weird uh, step because we were talking about this earlier. It's like once you put a mic on someone, the dynamic shifts and you have yep. to kind of like get comfortable with that again. Christian and his friends are no joke. These guys played D&D for a year before they ever produced a single episode so that they could try to work out the kinks of their storytelling. As a creator, how hard was it for you to wait a year before you ever put out a single episode? It was hard because I really enjoy getting that feedback and making things and like seeing the reactions from people. So, but, but then there's this other part of me where like I really veered towards being like a perfectionist you know I, I I like to strive for excellence and make sure that whatever I'm doing is going to be as good as it possibly can be like right out the gate so for that part of me I was like yes this is perfect like let's work out all the kinks so that the very first time we step on stage you know essentially we're already like seasoned and people will look at us and be like wow like how do these guys know what they're doing and, and kind of get that, you know, like impressive factor of like, wow, they, they really sound good. This is crazy. So there was that part. But then the other part is like, I really want to start putting episodes out and like actually doing it. Cause it's like, you're, yeah. you're just like building up the excitement to like actually start the thing that you've been talking about. We'll be right back with my conversation with Christian. Here's more of my conversation with Christian. Our whole style of, of doing it works really well with the situation because since the beginning, we've all uh, been in separate rooms, separate places. That's kind of like part of the inspiration for the name is from afar. Yeah. One, because it's like a, you know, fairy tale, whatever, magical story thing. And then two, because we're all trying to use it as a way to stay connected from afar type of thing. Uh, and that's kind of mirrored right now where like this is a difficult time for everyone in the world and it's kind of become that sort of place again of like when i had when we're finally at the point where like it's come to me for editing i'm like oh thank goodness like i this is gonna like (laughs) take me out of my head for a minute it's gonna give me something to like create which is really great he's not kidding about that i can still remember when he first started editing the podcast we would be at work and he would have a headphone in computer up while he's taking orders at the cafe but it's interesting you mentioned like the editing process because uh even i mentioned like the whole you know year that we were doing the one looking for road bumps and things and potential problems even still like we're still figuring things out you know we we by no means figured everything out uh that first run through so like one of the things that's morphed and changed the most has been the editing process and i feel like Mm. now we're at a much better uh, sort of smooth point where we have figured out like a file naming system, organizational sort of like procedures and nomenclature and things like that, where 
before we didn't even think about that but now we have you know the three dudes that are involved in editing david doing the initial cut me doing music and sound effects and then uh kendari the last guy who's a friend of ours he does uh all the mastering to make sure the levels and everything are correct all three of us are synced up to the google drive that we use so on all of our computers if one of us adjusts a file adds a file or like saves uh, a new file it automatically adjusts and syncs onto their computers like on their desktops it's not just like in the cloud it's like on their thing we kind of have it down like a machine where it's like okay from this day to this day david's doing this then he tosses it over here then i toss it over there what in your words is a good story dang these are dude these are good questions also i (laughs) warned you you get get me talking about the podcast dude i can't shut up um okay so what is a good story we're all funny guys we're all improvisers we love doing bits and joking around with each other but we also really enjoy telling meaningful story so probably a session like a really successful session is one where we all feel super satisfied that like we've like you know, we've riffed with each other. We've had some really funny bits and like things that our characters did, or maybe just some like things that didn't even pertain to the story and character, but you know, we got each other laughing. Um, if we have that, and then also some really cool scenes between our characters, because at this point I mentioned that we're like now going into actually today, episode 30 drops. So like we're going into this like late stage of like, we've had a lot of cool development with our characters it's been long enough in the story that like there's been change, there's been growth. Uh, the friendships have like naturally formed. If you can't tell these guys go all out in storytelling, not only each session do they come and bring their a game at improv, but the preparatory work in creating backstories for their character is a huge part of what makes them so successful. Can you tell me about what goes into a backstory? It kind of, when, when you're creating a D and D character, it's always a fun experience. But then when you're creating one for a podcast, there's that added pressure. So when I was creating uh, my character on the the show is called Kippa Willowind. Um, when I was creating him, it was, I, I just felt a lot of pressure. Cause I'm like, all right, like, what am I going to make? What am I going to be? Whose skin am I going to be living in for, you know, who knows how long this could be going for this story could be going for years. Um, so I just sort of started writing who was important to him uh where did he come from what exactly led him to be now where we find him in the present like you know when the podcast picks up it's like how did he get here our our first episode starts with us in prison so it's kind of like all right where what events throughout his whole life what were his parents like what led him to this point type of thing mm-hmm. so uh, not everybody yeah. that is that's also like you don't have to do that when you play dnd we just nerd out super hard and enjoy doing that stuff and coming up with these stories that we can craft. Essentially it allows you to make informed decisions. The more you play as someone, the more you think about the detail behind them and things like that too. I wrote up an entire like cultural economical sort of like write up for where he's from. (laughs) Yes, It's got like details on religion, uh, the society and like, what groups have friction with each other and why, uh, how the economy works and why it works that way. And that's just like for his village. Then there's the other half, which is like the entire country essentially of where he's from and how that all works and came to be. 
it's just like you just like keep going down the rabbit hole. Like I said before, these guys are not playing around when it comes to storytelling. Everyone from the DM down to their guests have these character write-ups that then they give to the DM to try to incorporate into the story. And they do this all while improvising. It's pretty magical when it all comes together. And then eventually like have it actually play out in a scene, you know, like that, that's the ultimate payoff where like David, our DM, he does such a good job of incorporating and doing justice to these backstories that we've made. Because like I said, like we don't have to make these. He also doesn't necessarily have to acknowledge them. He could just be telling his own story. But I think the brilliant part of, you know, we're talking about collaborative storytelling uh, and especially David as a storyteller is he does a good job of uh, taking pieces, taking little blank spots that we would leave for him and finding ways to weave those into the overall story that he's telling, which works on a number of levels because it's like, it's more engaging for us. It's really cool to see those little Easter eggs pop up and like what that could mean for the development of our character. But it also means that like it's creating investment and a natural reason for these characters to continue on this quest or this, you know, storyline that he's sort of crafting for us. Cause a lot of times that could be a critique of like a D and D thing it's like the characters is like okay but why are all these people together it's like a fellowship of the ring where like there's no reason for all of them to be transporting the ring another fun fact christian and i love lord of the rings we actually recorded a book club that we did for lord of the rings but that's a story for another podcast i i remember there was one scene fairly early on in the show i'm trying to remember what episode it was it's probably around episode 10 maybe 11 something like that he uh had this one character that we had just met drop my character's actual first name kippa is just a a nickname that he uses Mm -hmm. and it was something that like i had told david like oh like his name is irulan only his wife calls him that type of thing you know everyone calls him by his nickname so then this character like in a scene that me and him are doing that's kind of intense she like drops his name you can hear me like viscerally reacting to it because i didn't expect it and it took me a half a second to notice what he said and like I'm dumbfounded, I don't know what to do with it. It's like those type of moments, like by taking those things and paying attention to it, and like having the respect and the love that David does for our stories, and being able to put them in his story, it makes for an even yeah. more engaging and just awesomely interwoven collaborative storytelling venture. We'll be right back with my conversation with Christian after a word from our sponsors. This podcast has been brought to you by Timber Coffee Group. To learn how they can help you make better coffee, go to www.timbrook.coffee. Again, that's www.timbrook.coffee. Describe how creating these stories with your friends evolves your friendship outside of the podcast. The thing that I kept thinking of while you were talking is uh, trust. It, It also builds trust. Uh, allowing other mm. people in your story created those empathetic ties. Um, so obviously creating something with a group of people uh, can be difficult. It can be stressful sometimes. Uh, so that trust that we've been able to build, you know, like doing an improv scene uh, is an example, you know, we're creating a scene together. We're creating this podcast together, uh, trusting each other, to put our story in their hands. Uh, I guess a good example of that trust is we, 
we started doing this sort of uh, thing that's unique to us. We call it fireside chats where we switch up. We, you know, kind of like fade in through the clouds and the memory ripple or whatever. And we, we have Mm -hmm. our characters start telling a story from their backstory. Uh, So it switches up and now like whoever's telling the story is now the DM and they're taking us through this little cool story that they've written up um, just in the middle of a session. Example is Andy did it first uh, and he like had the scene where he was coming home after training and his little brother runs up and then he says, and uh, Christian, like you're going to play my little brother. I was like, Oh, okay. So he's literally put this important character in his story into my hands with complete trust that I'm going to do it justice or I'm going to make choices for the character and he's going to roll with it, Mm. you know? So like we had this whole really cool improv scene where I was saying, I like picked up on some sort of offer that he was wanting. And I was saying like, Oh yeah. Like uh, something about like mother, like, you know, don't expect too much and blah, blah, blah. I thought maybe like she was sick or something like that. And then the scene progresses. I leave and, Andy goes with his character to like talk to his mom played by David. And it turns out that it wasn't that she was sick. It was like this conflict that they both have, like this sort of conflict of wills and ideals. And I was like, Whoa, that's even cooler than what I was thinking. You know, like it's this trust that like in Andy to put us all in these positions of like, all right, you've never, I didn't tell you what you were doing, you know, prior to one second ago, but now you're this important character for my backstory. So good luck. Like, we'll see what happens. Right. All, I guess all that to say right. our relationship outside of the podcast has definitely grown and strengthened. Cause anytime you create something, you encounter conflict and then working through that mm. conflict will inevitably make any relationship stronger. I would not be talking to them nearly as much uh, and not about uh, such deep topics necessarily as I would have been if I hadn't been doing the podcast. So it's been a cool way of also uh, building up our friendships that were already there and maintaining them in a way that's also like meaningful because we're making something together. This is where the conversation gets fascinating. We start talking about how when you dive into a narrative, into a story, it can take you out of the difficulty of your reality, allowing you to wrestle with the internal struggles you're facing because it gives you hope that those struggles are going to come to an end at some point. It's a term that we have dubbed disassociation. Storytelling, it's genreless in a good way where it's like, yeah, the, the common theme or the combined theme is stories, but the stories you're going to hear from these people are all different. It's it's so right. wide and varied. And, right. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I do love that. And a really cool part about playing D&D is it triggers a part of the brain that uh, I'm, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but essentially it's like when you recall things that you did in a session, it triggers the part of the brain that's like, oh, do you remember when we fought that dragon or like when we mm-hmm. did that thing? It's not like, oh, do you remember when my character did this? Like it, it your brain interprets it as something that you did. So it it, it kind of has this cool connection it's deeper than just like, oh yeah, we're telling a story and playing a character. Like your mind is interpreting it as actual memories and events of things you did. So when you uh, are playing a character for so long, it almost becomes uh because you know like all acting you're drawing on things from within yourself and your experiences and stuff like that and 
role playing and acting, same thing. So it's like you begin to be able to use this character of yours as a way of examining yourself where it's like, oh, like mm. I'm seeing this reflected in them, like this aspect of me reflected in them. And it almost allows you this way to disassociate. I don't know. It almost lets you like work through problems while also not yeah. being in the same headspace as if like you're working on your own problems. Fascinating phenomenon, right? That is why I wanted to have Christian on this podcast because he has modeled that for as long as I've known him. So when we come back after a quick break, we'll talk about some advice that he may have for a creator or someone who's in a headspace that is hard and is using storytelling or narrative or creating in general to work through some of those internal struggles. Do you have a piece of advice that you could give a creator or someone who is struggling with their headspace or lack of inspiration, just anything that keeps them from creating? What would you say to them? I think that... Because I, I said it myself, I'm, I'm someone who uh, likes to try and strive for excellence, sometimes that fears towards perfectionism, which isn't the best, you know, but that uh, desire to start preparing and start making something and it's your baby and, you know, you're like coddling it and cradling it and then you're getting ready to show it to the world. Um, that, that can be scary. That can be intimidating. But I think the important thing is just doing it um, and like actually getting it out there, experimenting and encountering those problems uh, you know, I mentioned like our whole like dry run thing that we did to prepare and like things like that. But I also said like, we've still been encountering problems and working through stuff. There's no perfect way to do it, especially I guess with a podcast or any creative endeavor, there's no perfect way to always be constantly prepared. There's no amount of planning and prep that's going to make you be able to do it as perfectly as possible. It, it's just gonna, it's going to have roadblocks. It's going to have bumps. So the important thing is to just start doing it, do it to the best of your ability, be proud of that and get it out there. Cause like at the end of the day, we have 30 episodes of this podcast out there right now. Like nobody else could listen to it, but it's like, it's out there, which is wild. Like it's, it exists now in the world. And that's like, just because of the way it's not like one hour each. So that's like, we have over 30 hours of content, like sitting up, in the ether of the internet that like someone could go through and like, listen to, you could have a full 24 hours of us in your ears. And that that's like wild, but the yeah. cool, the coolest part is that it's out there. It's, you know, like we, right. when we started out, our expectation was that our moms would listen to it. And, and I, I they do, or at least my mom does. She, she tries to keep up. So it's like anybody beyond that is a surprise and a blessing we like weirdly enough now that we're at this point of having done it for over a year we have like a fan base which is kind of weird we have almost 2000 followers on twitter we have a discord server with like over 50 members of people who want to talk with us and discuss episodes and submit fan art and things like that That's it's so, so rad. rad it's so mind blowing too cuz like we talk to these people and like through social media channels we're like we think 
that they think we're a big deal. <laughs> like, so, you know, and obviously like we're all creatives, we're all do people committed to quality and like, we're good at what we're doing and that's clear. And that's why people right. gravitate towards us. But at the same time, like we're just a bunch of buds who like enjoy joking around, trying to make each other laugh, storytelling collaboratively together. The fact that anybody's going to listen to it is mind blowing and very much a compliment and cool. So I guess for anyone else that's like in that position of either preparing to release something or create something or is already in the process of doing it, uh, just keep doing it. Just keep going at it. Cause like, that's the thing too. It's like right now we, we aren't making money on this. We're doing this for free. <laughs> like the fact that people are paying attention enough to it is the reward right now. And that's pretty great. Obviously yeah. it'd be pretty dope if we could make a living playing D and D together, but you know, that's like, who knows? What does it feel like when you make a new episode? For us, it's exciting. Yes. We don't know what's going to happen. It's improv. So like a session will happen, like the last one we recorded, uh, our 19th session. It's going to be episode 31. So we're, we've been doing this now over a year. So we're we're already up in the double digits. We're in the 30s, which is really cool. But like I'm like just excited because I'm like, oh, my God, that last session was so fun. There were such cool scenes. I can't wait to like edit it and get it out there for people so that they can also be excited about this. Like if someone wanted to find your podcast, where would you send them to? You can find us on our website, uh, from afar podcast.com on all of our social media channels. We're on Twitter and Instagram at from afar podcast. Yeah. I mean, that's about it. We're on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, like you're saying, um, yeah, it's just all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on, dude. It's been a pleasure getting to talk about the things that I do. <laughs> what a fun episode to record and be a part of. I love when the guest takes the podcast in the direction that I always hoped it would go, and so. Um, again, thank you, Christian, for being such a great guest. We are the Curators Cup podcast. We are here to tell your story. So as a listener, if there's a story that you think needs to be told, go to info at timbrook.group in your email. Again, that's info at timbrook.group. Shoot us an email. We'd love to hear your story. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, share us. We want to build a platform for people to hear great stories and invite listeners into those stories. Again, we are Timbrook Group. My name is Trent signing off. We'll be in your ears next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Music for this season of the Curator's Cup podcast is brought to you by Whitaker. To listen to more of their work, go to Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold and search Whitaker, or go to their website at whitakerband.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Curator's Cup podcast. To support this podcast, go to www.timbrook.group and click support or email them at support at timbrook.group. That's right, because I would edit it at work on slow days too. Yeah.